0: what's up guys this is the friday morning uh episode of the none of your business podcast so today um it's just a couple mashups of some previous episodes that i thought you guys could really get some value out of. um the audio quality it, you know isn't the greatest because um well it was the first kind of setup that i had so Really hope you guys enjoyed these old episodes and the value that it brings. Um, and you know, it jumps around a lot, so just really listen to the value in it and the message that it carries. And
1: uh, hope you guys enjoy. Much, uh, maybe a year earlier or so. I don't know. I'd have to. I would have no way of knowing when it was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it took about a year, two years, probably two years um yeah over over two years to get uh all the little shit worked out and oh. uh yeah it wasn't one of those things where you just draw it up and it's perfect that is, is it took a shitload of experimenting on myself and a bunch of my friends uh and you know i had i wish i would have kept them. I had like the original uh notes and spreadsheets that i had and uh, they've gone who knows where they are now but uh yeah. It took a little bit of time. I mean, two years is really not that long. Like, uh, we've had, uh, you know, it's taken me a little longer to do some different, uh, variations within the program that have taken longer than two years. So, you know, in i I've been training since I've been, what, 13. So that's, uh, 31 years. So two years is, you know, yeah. a mid-school amount of time. I, I, I didn't, it's funny because, uh, I I think it takes about 20 years to really kind of hit your stride within a normal feeling. Okay. And I think there's, you know, once you start getting a 25, 30 range, then things really start opening them up. And I know it's probably frustrating for people, you know, who want to, I've been doing this for six years. I know everything. And then I think about when I was doing it, because I've heard that before I've been doing this for five years. I'm like, well, when I was doing it for five years, I was 18. And I wouldn't trust it fucking thing I said when I was 18 (laughs) so yeah uh, but anyway yeah it took me a little bit of time but I had all those years prior of training and coaching and stuff that I that people I uh, helped me out so I had all that to draw upon and uh, so yeah I'm very it was uh, it was again it was done selfishly because I wanted to do something uh, for myself that I could have a very black and white way of going through things. And then over the years you start, uh, you know, molding and twisting and stuff. As long as it stays within the principles of the things I wrote, cause that was the first part of the book was the principles. It wasn't the sets and reps that people get, you know, uh, because we've done the five through one program with sets of 10 and sets of eight and sets of 20 and sets of 15, uh, you know, working with people. So it has nothing to do with the sets and reps. It would just happen to be a great name for a program. Uh, had to do with the principles and it I've said that you know since day one and I just the more people would understand that the I think the better off they'd be so
0: I agree you know I I first started getting into lifting uh, about when I was 19 so about six seven years ago okay Um, and you know in that there was like six months that like, I was just going in the gym, uh, trying to like, you know, write it down on a notebook. And he basically was basically as a mentor to me, he was doing your program and he suggested I read your book and okay. then I downloaded one of the five, three, one apps, um, on my phone and I got into it. And in, like the simplicity of like, for me, somebody who didn't really work out,
1: uh, you need and- to be pushed in the right direction. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. said, do this, do this. That's why I did it because I wanted that same kind of simplicity and clarity instead of just like, ah, you know, today I feel good. Well, fuck it. Some days you got to push a little, you know, I wanted to have a plan every single day. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's <clears throat> a good plan today is better than a great plan tomorrow. Exactly. And, uh, you know, for all, cause you know, no program's perfect. That's the one thing I always kind of laugh about. It's like, well, it doesn't have this. I'm like, well, you know, your program doesn't have this, asshole. So what do you want? <laughs> like, it's just the way it goes, man. You know, you, nothing, this uh, utopia that people think seems to exist in training just doesn't work. I mean, you're going to have to sacrifice a few things. And, uh, but, it, uh, you know, coming from when I started working with more and more people, you start seeing, well, this is how we can kind of incorporate some different stuff. So. Uh, that's been a huge thing. Uh has been just the uh the training of different uh populations, I guess is the best way to say it. So you know, from younger to older. So and I should probably say from beginner to advanced. There you go. Yeah. That's a little little better.
0: Uh yeah. And it just you know, having the book and then having the app, it made it real simple. Instead of carrying around a notebook, you could have it on my phone. Yeah. And just do what the app tells me. I, you know, I keep track, and it just um, through that same concept throughout my years. You know, I've experimented in different ways of training program, and I've adapted. You know, other people's programs, but I still, when it comes down to it, I like the same principles of the five, three, one. Uh, you know, I sometimes do more aesthetics and strength training, and I, I yeah. really, you know, I really like the program. And I, you know, I'm honored that you know when you said that you'd have an interview with me. I was like, Oh sweet. Like this is, you know, your program was really started off my lifting career.
1: Well, just- I'm glad you're welcome. Yeah, that's the, that's the I appreciate I like the kind it. words.
0: Yeah, no, thank you. Um, so besides training, uh, what do you do in your free time? What are your hobbies? Uh,
1: what are my hobbies? Uh, well there's the biggest one is, uh, music. Uh, I, I play in a band and I use that term loosely. It's just me and another guy. Uh, but with the age of modern technology, we can. Uh, uh, we record everything live, so it's just the guitar and drums, and then we go and add in the bass and the vocals and the other guitar layers and stuff later. Uh, so that's probably my biggest thing. Uh, I've been involved in music since I've been. I can tell you the day I first heard heavy metal. And it completely changed my life. It was one of those things I always like to joke about people. It's like when you're a six-year-old and you see a pair of tits and you're like, uh, I don't know what those are, but I fucking want them. (laughs) Uh, That's my, I remember hearing uh, heavy metal for the first time. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is, but everything else sucks besides that. And uh, so at a very early age, uh, and that was in third grade when I first heard like Blue Oyster Cult. So that's more like a rock uh thing. But Blue Esther Quilt was my first band. And then in fifth grade, I got introduced to Slayer and Celtic Frost and Venom. Uh obviously Metallica and all those bands. So I don't know what how old you are in fifth grade, uh, fifth and sixth grade. You know, maybe ten, eleven, twelve, something in there. And uh so like I got hit with all the you know, the underground, not underground, but you know, the, the early th- Dark Angel was huge, all these bands. I just uh so I'd just been sucked into the vortex and since I've been a, a kid. And then I played in a band for a little bit in high school, not the band A band. You know, I played drums in a just a sloppy fucking high school band, you know. Just yeah. uh, whatever and uh garage, just jamming out with your buddy yeah it was my my parents basement because i was a drummer that's you always practice where the drummer is because you got all this shit to move so you know besides all the sports and shit like that i we did that i don't know i don't i couldn't tell you all the specifics of how much we practiced because it was so long ago um anyway so uh, to make a long story short i learned how to, uh, i'm sorry that was my phone coming in. Oh, uh, no worries. <laughs>
0: no. no worries. Uh, so
1: anyway, uh, to make a long story short, that's something I've always been involved in. I still have a huge collection. Uh, I still play, a, you know, a reasonable amount for someone who doesn't make any money. Oop, there you go. Sorry. That was my phone yep. coming in. Yeah. All right. Uh, so anyway, to make a long story short, that's probably my biggest thing other than just, uh, you know, being a, a coach. And being a parent, and being a husband, um, and the other thing, I love reading, but you know that's just kind of normal shit. I, I'm not a terribly complicated person. Um, my wife and I just kind of we live under the radar because we like to we like to relax a little bit. I'm not here to. Um, I don't know. I, I I can't. I'm not good enough to be. Uh, pursuing different things, like you know, I'm a rock climber now. It's like, dude, I fucking, I barely am good at sports and strength training and figuring this shit out. I, I can't, I can't afford brain cells to be doing a lot of other stuff. Uh, and uh, I just, maybe it's my this. I don't know. So, but yeah, I would say music, reading, and just, uh, I don't know. I'm starting to shoot guns a lot with my friend Jason Peg. That's been fun. So, yeah, I just like to have, a, you know, as long as I don't have to be around a lot of people, I'm pretty happy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> the less less people I have to be around, uh, the better uh, things are, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't, like. I hate traffic,
1: uh, yeah, I hate traffic, I hate being in crowds, I'd just rather be with by myself or with my friends and the family, yeah. in a isolated area, so.
0: Like a small sort maybe I layer. should
1: build like a compound or something and be some of those fucking crazy, uh, malicious, uh, the malicious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're fine. No, go, you know, it's,
0: uh, you know, I'm here and the world is here to learn about you. So
1: yeah, there's not, I'm not, uh, there's not a lot to learn. <laughs> so, I mean, I uh, the, the one thing I, I, uh, you know, I tell everyone, especially if you're going to get married and, uh, you gotta we always laugh because you have to be have to marry someone that's willing to give you an alibi after you murder someone like that's the closeness you have to like you I'd be willing to go to jail for my wife any fucking day uh and she bet you know she's i know she'd fucking cover my ass and uh so uh and there's a trust and respect there and a you i'm still uh in lust with my wife and in love with my wife, and uh, she's sitting right here. I'm going to get laid tonight, (laughs) but, uh, you know, we, we kind of figured out a a nice formula that works for us, but the the basic idea is we, we, we eliminate the big stressors in our life and that is financial stress. And instead of obviously you need to make money, but we just spend less money, which Uh seems to work. My dad always says, it's not what you make, it's what you spend. He told me that from since I uh, was in high school, and uh, the other thing is, is uh, you know, we always always date each other, so you don't want to just fall into that we're just friends category. Or um, and I'm not saying there's not some mundane days and shit going on, but um, yeah, and uh, you know, <clears throat> I could talk. I mean, give it like. My wife just started volunteering at – because I coach at the local high school here Oh, cool! in London, Ohio. That's my uh, big thing. Uh, so <clears throat> I work with the football team, and over the last three years, we just completely started decimating people on the field. It's been uh-huh. uh, a massive turnaround. Um, we went from a three-win season to next year winning nine games, then we won 11 or 12 the next year. And now we're going to the playoffs every mm-hmm. year. We lead the – one of the leaders in the state in rushing. We rush for 470 yards a game. Uh, just a bulldozing team. So that's my – that's what I spend uh, besides – I mean, I guess that's technically part of my job, even though I don't get paid. Uh, that's just kind of something I love to do. But my wife started volunteering because it, due to the recent success of the football team, our, we're physically better than most teams. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and it's not just – We don't have necessarily better athletes. We just – our average guys are bigger and stronger than everyone else's average guys. And uh, so we have a massive year-long training program that our kids go through on the football team. We train 51 weeks out of the year. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, it's a coordinated effort. Even the kids who play multiple sports are part of the off-season training program. So it's, it's, you know, we're in a very small town here. There's like 10,000 people. It's a you know, huge farm town in Ohio. That's huge. I mean, large, expansive, uh, not a lot of people. So because of the success of that uh, we've had kids from the junior high coming over cause they want to be part of the, the training process. Uh, but when you have that, now you have all these different levels of physical ability. And when you have 50 kids, varsity kids and, now 15 kids on the junior high, for example, there's only one of me and there's, I, <clears throat> I have to pay attention to 65 kids now or whatever it is. And, uh, with, and it, there's, there's different levels and different varying levels of ability. And I just can't, couldn't do it. Uh, cause you had one kid who can't squat, literally can't do a body weight squat. And then one kid who can, you know, deadlift 500 for eight. That's the discrepancy in, in kids. Uh, so anyway, to make a long story short, my wife's decided to start helping out and it just started recently. Uh, so we're trying to build a comprehensive training and fitness program, uh, physical culture, uh, for our schools here for our athletes. So they have somewhere to go from point A to point B to point C to point D instead of just doing whatever the fuck they want. Now, when our kids get out of junior high, they are ready to, to start training Uh, with how how we train. There's a London football way of training. There's no doubt about it. Uh, There's expectations. There is a strength and conditioning and mental level that we expect out of our kids. And so we started doing this as a community, and it's awesome. So we're uh, trying to do that and give back. Uh, But it's one of the few we're trying to create a comprehensive, unified training program in our uh, middle school all the way to our high school. And uh, it's been good. The response has been awesome. So, and plus the effects have been awesome. Uh, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable how physically we can just kick the shit out of everyone, which I'm a huge fan of. I don't even care about winning or losing. I just want to fucking bury, bury souls. (laughs) I'm getting all pumped up now because I just want to, you know, that's the only thing that's important to me is fucking, you know, wearing the opponent on my, uh, blood on my body. So.
0: So how long have you been doing that for?
1: Uh, shit. Four, three, or four years now.
0: Okay, how did you get four. into that?
1: Uh, well, it was uh, I had just finished writing the Five Through One Forever book, which is the latest book, and uh, I went to go do a uh, a, a talk with Dave Tate. there was one of the things that we filmed. This was probably three or four years ago. I don't remember. And so I had just got done writing the book, but it hadn't been out yet. And my wife was pretty much sick of me because I when I start doing a project I'm a total fucking asshole and I'm just unbearable to be with. I'm kind of, my wife is very patient. I'm unbearable as it is, but then you start putting in a stressful situation, which my brain starts churning uh, Then I just become a fucking dick. So she kind of wanted me out of the house. Let's just be honest. And uh, so I went to go talk to Dave and Matt Goodwin who works at elite FTS. He's their sales manager, I guess would be his title. His son uh, was in junior high at the time. And Matt Goodwin said, Hey, we need some help at the high school. Would you be willing to help? And I was like, yeah, you know, give me uh, the head coach's number. I'll call. And I'm like, you know, it'd be kind of cool. And then <clears throat> I started thinking, uh, selfishly I was like, ah, fuck that. I you know, I'd just basically write a book and then I just hang out for the rest of the year. Right. It's nice. I don't have to do a terrible, you know, that's oversimplifying it, but I'm like, eh, you know, that might like my free time. And then I started thinking that it, it seems like an asshole thing to do to, um, to not, uh, give back to the community in some way. I think that's super important. I think the government, uh, fails us in every fucking way. And the best way to do that is with action through the local community. So instead of, you know, wanting the waiting for the administration to hire a strength coach, I'll just fucking volunteer. We'll take care of that. Instead of waiting for the state to give us funds, we're just going to go fucking raise them instead of, um, whatever. There's a million ways you could look at that. It's same thing with schooling. We look at our schooling as a, as a government, uh, failed, you know, it's, it's failed. And so we, work within the system to homeschool and partially go to take our kid to school. So, uh, because our kid, our family is our responsibility, no matter what the fuck anyone says, it is not the state's, you know, the government's responsibility in one. And it's not my neighbor's responsibility. And then because we're very lucky to have a job in which gives me a, a flexible time, I said, well, now it's my chance to do something. Uh, for my, you know, for my, my area. I love, I love living here. And uh, I thought it would be a total hypocritical move uh, to expect others to do shit. And I'm not doing anything for my uh, area. So I volunteered. And, uh, you know, when we first started doing this, I mean, we had really no traction. Um, We had uh, very, you know, our first year, uh, I wasn't in charge of the training the first when I first got there I just helped out on the football field so uh but pretty soon after I started doing the training but this was during the season so you can't really do a shit ton of stuff during the season the kids were tired and whatever right uh so I just uh started working with the JV with the kids that don't play a lot and I started we started the very bare bones level this is a long story but to make a long story short, I started working with the younger kids first. So by the time the off season rolled around the, the, the young kids who'd literally started for six weeks of nothing but uh, dumbbell squats and pushups, that's all we did for six weeks. Every fucking time we trained, we, I built them up into what we were doing as a program, the cryptea program, the five through one cryptea program. So when I got the uh, off season with the varsity, we had a hundred percent turnout one week after the season, after a three win season, kids completely bought in. Uh, so, uh, after one year of the off season, we went from winning three games and getting our ass kicked to uh, basically steamrolling everyone. And then in the, the next year, uh, we graduated a shitload of seniors, so we were like, you know, this is going to be a tough year. We win. <clears throat> we were eleven and one, I think, or eleven okay. and two. Wow. So, yeah, I just the the, the big thing was one. Uh, I think my wife wanted me out of the house. Number two. I think you got to give back, and I think uh, one of my rules in life is never. And this goes for you, me, any politician, any boss, anything. If you are not willing to do what you're asking others to do, then you're a fucking, you're a, you're a total and absolute fraud. So if I see a politician saying I want a 70% tax rate, and they're not personally throwing in 70% right now then I'll never believe anything they say. If they want to eliminate cars but use any kind of motorized vehicle, then you're a fucking fraud uh, because you're, you have to lead the way through action. And if you're not willing to do what you're asking others to do, then you are... <clears throat> That's why uh, politicians lose wars. That's just the way it goes because they're not in the thick of the battle. They don't, <clears throat> they've never, felt, uh, never been asked to sacrifice something or do something. So there you go.
0: I like that. You're, I can definitely agree exactly. with you and relate with you on that. I don't well, like people in my life that are fake, fucking front. So yeah.
1: That's yeah. We're we're very careful about who we let in, and uh, and it's not. Uh, I think we maybe get labeled antisocial, but I'm very social with my friends and my family. <laughs> I just, uh, and that doesn't mean I'm a dick to people. I just, you know, uh, the way that social media works. Um, And this doesn't have anything. I I just think you get caught in the wrong situation and, or someone says something or someone takes a picture and puts it up and it makes you look like an asshole. And I'm, I don't trust, I trust my friends. They'll never going to do anything like that. Yeah. Uh, And I just, to me, I got too much to lose. And and I'm not saying I'm uh, a celebrity, but I have a business and I'm not, you know, I, I want to make sure that the, The parents of the kids I work with, I I don't tone everything down, I say, but uh, I'm certainly not going to go take a video of me shitting on someone's yard, you know? Yeah. I may may do it, but I'm not going to video it. All
0: right, fair enough. (laughs) So, uh, you know, in your business or in your personal life, do you have any struggles that you want to share? How you overcame those?
1: Uh. I don't know. I mean, you got struck. I don't know how else you could do it other than just uh, the one thing I tell my oldest son is, and I tell the kids at school is it may not be your fault, but it's your responsibility. Uh, and I, it drives, I can't stand people who complain um, about stuff. So, and I'm not talking about like racism is bad. Like you can complain about it, but, you know, uh, I'm out of shape. I'm like Jesus Christ, just shut up and do something about it. I just don't. It just drives me bananas. Um, or I, you know, I don't. I'll never forget when I, uh, you know, I got taxed for the first time, and I, I complained to my. I was like the first time the book came out and stuff like that. I was like, Dad, I paid like forty percent in bucket income tax. It's like, well, I'll just make more money. Like I don't know what to tell you. Like, you know, seems easy to me. So. Uh, that's kind of how, that's how I've been brought up my entire life. Well, what do you want me to do about it? Yeah. Uh, so, um, I think that's probably the biggest thing is, is understanding that it's, you know, shit's going to happen. You know, it just, here's like a very funny, not funny. We came home from vacation, which we were very lucky to come and we end up having a gas leak, a pipe burst and our water heater break down all in the same day. Oh, and, uh, it's not like I didn't get cancer. You know, yeah. uh, we didn't lose a child, but it's like, fuck me. Come on, man. Like <laughs> all in the same fucking day. So we got all these people out here and, uh, you know, you just realize, and then, then <clears throat> that just shit happens, man. And I, we try to control the things we can't control. We can control our spending. We can control our attitudes every day we, we wake up. We can control the food that we put in our mouth. We can control the, how we spend our time, um, you know, within reason, um, So you just take, you control that and just the the rest of the shit, you just have to understand you're going to get shit on a little bit and going to get punched and that's just the way it goes. So, but the most important thing is to control what you can't control because, uh, people get out of, you know, when, when life gets crazy, they get even crazier. It's like, that's when you got to buckle down on the stuff that you can control. So there you go. I don't know if that's really exactly everything that we do, but that's part of it. Yeah.
0: So to like, for you to like buckle down and control, like you have like habits, like morning habits that you do for that success.
1: Hey, you wake up, you fucking eat breakfast. You go take your walk for the morning, you know, do it. And then you sit down and do your work. Uh, you try to, I try to read, write and train every single day. Um, I don't know if I really have a schedule, uh, like, you know, I, nine to 10, I'm out the door. Like, uh, who did that? That was uh, Benjamin Franklin did that. He was very, uh, I don't really need to do that uh, as long as I get my shit done i'm I'm pretty excited um, so uh, but a lot of it's just uh like just don't spend your fucking money like i i don't i don't when so when we had all that shit come down on us, we didn't stress out that we couldn't afford it because we uh like we're gonna own our home in I think a year two years we're gonna have and we own our vehicles we don't pay, so we don't have any we just don't want any bills and we could live in a much nicer house trust me this house is not i'm not living in a lap of luxury at all but it eh, gives a shit you know right uh so i guess you that's
0: You got what you need
1: I, yeah I, do, I got a i have drums and a bass guitar and a bunch of amps downstairs and a guitar and a recording thing and i got a weight room in my garage that's fucking perfect eh, what do i what do i have to leave for <laughs> so
0: so you have your own gym on your own property?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you, do you only train at your house?
1: I've only trained there for the past nine years. Nice. Yeah, I, 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 never tra- I don't know if I've ever trained anywhere else uh, in those nine years. Maybe. Maybe I went to a commercial gym and did some presses or something yeah. with uh, a machine and, you know, fuck around. I think I've done that maybe a couple times. But for the most part, I'd say 99.99. like it would qualify as a hundred percent by a mathematician. Yeah, I just, I have my, uh, my setup. I have exactly what I want. Uh, it's fucking awesome. You know? Uh, so I, I have no, I don't, <clears throat> and I don't, I, my training now, I mean, I'm still stronger than the average dude, right? I'm not going to set any world records anytime soon, uh, but my training is my time. So I train alone. Uh, I don't, you know, occasionally if if my friend comes over, we'll train together. But for the most part, it's just me. My wife trains alone because that's our time. That's Mm -hmm. the time that I love doing something that, you know, keeps me free. uh, Keeps my, uh, you know, keeps me a little tough. Right. You know, I do some stupid shit, you know, especially if you don't have a spotter, you (laughs) got to tough shit out a little bit, which is fine with me. I don't care. I, You know, people have asked me about that. I'm like, eh. Uh, if that's my own fault, if I get fuck up, but anyway, to make a long story short, uh, yeah, I got, uh, and I have sleds and, and prowlers and stuff we take out and we have a half mile, uh, circle around where I live. So when we push the prowler, to the sled, we just push it for a half mile and it okay. so works out good. Yeah. And I have a kick-ass, uh, three mile, uh, route with a weight vest that I take. Uh, so I got everything worked out, you know, it's not perfect, but whatever. You push a prowler, do some squats, you'll be all right.
0: It fucking works for you. I yeah. hate, like, the gym that I go to in my hometown, It fucking, like, sometimes there's like 1,500 people in there at once.
1: Oh, boy. I yeah. can't even stand two people in the weight room at once.
0: Yeah. well, yeah, That'd yeah. be difficult. Like yoga and a blah, 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 uh, bunch of other shit going on. Like, the fucking what, parking what, lot. What was the it last thing? To... What's that?
1: You said yoga and what?
0: Like, yoga and Zumba and all that shit. Oh, Zumba.
1: Okay. That's, like, the dance thing, right? Yeah. 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 So, okay. they got, like,
0: multiple things going on. And, like, the my gym that I go to, it used to be an old grocery store. So, the parking lot's fucking huge. And yeah.
1: You,
0: like, got to park, like, three blocks away to <laughs> fucking get a parking spot. And, like, just, like, if it wasn't so close to my house, I'd fucking switch. Yeah. But it just... Like, I go in there, headphones on, fucking throw in some five-finger death punch and just fucking train. And I hate when people come up and try and talk to me.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm fucking here to lift. I'm not, like, I don't want to get a date. Fucking... Well, d-
1: depends on what she looks like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, there have been times that I have, you know, taken the headphones out to talk to her. That's for sure. But for the most part, like... I got plenty of friends. I'm not trying to fucking meet you. Like, if uh, you want to tell me how to squat, go fuck yourself. Um, Yeah. I have Uh. people in my life that I trust to correct me on my form. So, like, fucking whatever.
1: It's uh, you know, uh, at some point you'll probably go. Training means more to me now than it ever has. It means. Physically probably less for me, meaning when I played football it I needed it more. Uh, does that make sense? Like physic like you don't want to go out in the field flabby and untrained. Yeah. Now nowadays it doesn't really like it doesn't really affect me either way, how good a shape I am. I mean there's no real consequences, I guess is the best way to say it. But mentally it means more to me. And sharing that space with other people, I just I I don't uh it just doesn't seem right for something that's given me so much. Uh, I want to, and I, you know, as when you get older and you have kids and you have a wife and you've got a job and you're doing this, like, I want to be alone. I want to have that my time. Same when I do some, uh, listen to music or play my guitar. It's just me. And it's just, you know, that's why riding a motorcycle is so awesome because you can only ride your motorcycle. You can't do anything else. <laughs> uh, you have to be in the moment. And yeah. that's one of the great things about, uh, about doing that stuff so yeah you'll come around man you'll save your ducats and get a get a power rack yeah that
0: that's uh you know eventually i would like to open up my own powerlifting gym in my town that's eventually the goal but like i don't want a gym with 1500 people i want like 20 people who are serious about it and like a place where i can lift and more of a hobby
1: yeah well that's when you uh you save your money You don't do it to make money. You just, uh, you know, we had, uh, when I was in Kentucky, my greatest uh, training environment was a one-car garage between, it was three or four of us. That was it. So when some guy was squatting, everyone had to just wait until he was done squatting, and then the other guy squatted. It was tiny. Uh, And it was the most perfect setup in the world. It was, uh, we had, Three of the three original guys that lifted there, we had a fourth guy eventually, but I think all three of us uh hit elite. We had a you know 19 year old squat 900 pounds, bench oh, 600. I squatted 920 out of there and benched. I don't know what I benched, I don't know. And uh, then we had a 198 or squats over 700, so uh. Yeah, it was, the you know, so it doesn't take a lot. We had a power rack, a uh, bench, and maybe a reverse hyper, glute ham raise. Yeah, and we just stuffed all that shit in there. When you lift it, you had to take a bunch of it out. So, but yeah, it works, man. You just have to have the, the oh, shit. I never answer my door, by the way. I refuse to, when the door refuse it. I'll sit because well, you can't really see, but the door is right behind me. So I, this okay. is where I work. So they can see right into the house if they want to. I just refuse to answer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if they fucking don't give you a heads up before, then fuck them.
1: Well, I just uh, – the way I look at it is I pay my mortgage here. And if you're going around door-to-door sell stuff and you're not paying me, you know you ah, don't pay your gotcha. – and I'm working. I got stuff to do. I'm not here to hear your sales pitch. So I just were fucking. And I, I my youngest son will just go up and look in the uh, the, the sidelight, you know, look at the dude. Dad, let him be. <laughs> he just fucking starts. Uh, so
0: have you, like, throughout your years, have you competed in any competitions?
1: Uh, the last one was probably 2000. 10, maybe 2009. I don't know. I've done, I just have no, I have no desire to do the things that I would need to do to compete. I know. what Uh, and I'm not willing to make those sacrifices anymore, uh, in both training and eating and mentally and physically, any of that stuff. Uh, so it just doesn't interest me at all. Um, okay. I reached all my goals that I really wanted. That's, uh, so, yeah it's just hard to keep going when you don't when you kind of did all what you what you wanted to do yeah and then when you i understand what it takes, I don't think I can't just go to a meet and just have fun. i think that's i understand some people can do it, but it's i have to be uh completely zeroed in and uh so it just doesn't interest me anymore i mean i not one hundred percent of my interest is in helping the london uh community get build a football team. That's uh long lasting and for the ages. That's my goal. Cool. I don't care about any of that stuff anymore. So, uh, uh because I th- it just, it's nice to get, you know, for all the years that I did all the Q and A's, like when I was at elite FTS, uh, we counted up how many questions I answered a month. And for about, I don't know, maybe five years, it was maybe 11 to 1200 a month that we would, I would answer. Uh, and so, you know, you're doing some good, right? You're helping people. And that's a shitload of questions for years, you know, hundreds and, you know, well, thousands, hundreds of thousands I answered. And I feel like I was doing good work. And then you start working with, uh, you know, a fraction of that, right? 60 kids, 50 kids. And it was only then did I realize that's how you make an impact is being there, not being on the internet. The internet just, it's a house, of deck of cards at, at best. Okay. Uh, you want, you have to build real human relationships. You have to be there. You have to understand the people. Um, you have to <clears throat> have that kind of one-on-one communications. And uh, so it's like the first time in my life. I feel like, you know, I'm really doing some good. I really am. I'm not saying I didn't do good before and help people, but it's nothing even close, not even close. And uh,
0: so it's kind of like what you find your purpose is. Yeah.
1: I just, people. Yeah. I, you know, I, not everyone can do that. I mean, I, like, I'll give you an example is uh my mom fed the homeless for years. That was oh, her wow. thing. And uh, cause she thought it, you know, she, like <clears throat> she loved to cook and she was a good cook. So that's what she did. I couldn't, I don't give a fuck about the homeless and I'm not going to, I fucking hate cooking. So it's not my thing. Yeah. You know? So you have to find something that you love and something you can, that you're good at that you can kind of, Uh, help people at and it sounds cruel you know like i don't give a fuck but i just like my heart wouldn't be into it i'm like eh, it sucks man you know what do you want me to do about it but with the i see this current state of fitness today with kids i'm like man i can make a difference i can help out and then even so we're doing that uh on a micro level and then obviously i love the sport of football and i it's that's something that has uh it's the most it's the best sport in the world to me i you know and, uh, it has for everything that it's taken, it's given uh twofold.
0: Okay. So do you, I know you like, you coach it. Do you, you like watch it? Do you have a favorite NFL team, favorite college?
1: Uh, team? I watch, I watch football. I don't give a shit who's playing though. No. I, I, okay. I, uh, my fandom starts and ends with my family. Really? Okay. I don't give a shit about that. And I love my, my kids and stuff that I work with and, and, London football, um, but uh, it's like I tell our head coach. The head coach uh, has shown, you know, has been – it's hard to explain if you don't really understand this, but uh, for a head football coach to, to give all the power about the training to me and not butt his head in, you know, to have complete trust is uh, very rare. There's very few people that do that. Because it's their team, and they want to feel mm-hmm. like they have a voice, and maybe they. So even whether or not their opinion is even relevant or educated, it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, you see it all the time in, in, in college, uh, in every different sport. You know, the the coach thinks you know curls. Like I've seen football coaches just want the kids to do curls because uh, the big arms. Big arms would intimidate the. And this is the Division One Pac-12 school. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, it's fucked up. And so, um, so I, you know, I tell him I'm loyal to you first before I'm loyal to anything before I'm loyal to the school, um, or anything like that, because he's the one, not the school. It's the person, it's the human relationship that I'm, I am, uh, loyal to. So, you know, does that make sense to you?
0: Yeah, no, it it does. So.
1: The human thing is much more important to me than the um, the idea or the you know the flag or whatever you want to say for you know. <clears throat> That's why even when I watch football, I I like watching good football. I, I enjoy watching certain players play, and uh, but I'll never live in. I just don't care enough about another team. <laughs> just yeah. I got I got no say. I don't give a shit. <clears throat> Right, so you're
0: not gonna have a shitty day because the Broncos lost.
1: No, I've never in my entire life felt uh, any kind of sting ever, ever. I just I don't know. I just I don't know. It's not now when I you know your own personal life. Yeah, uh, it's tough. You know when you, it's never. It's not losing that's hard. It's not winning the battle you should have won. There's a difference. Um, I always tell the kids is uh you see people always concerned with what i call the war and not the battle the battle that you have every day is well what's our next set we gotta do a set of squat just fucking worry about that you know let's worry about this rep that you're doing don't worry about the war or at the end of the workout fuck it just get through when you wake up in the morning swing your feet out of bed put your fucking feet on the ground you won that battle dude you got to go hit the shower and get a cup of coffee. That's your next battle. So it's a little battles that you win. The problem is, yeah. And, and, and worry about what you got to accomplish at the moment because you start adding those things up. They're small fucking steps, right? So in order to, I don't even talk about any of our games or anything like that, or even during the week, I don't give a shit about any of the games. We're like, dude, what's the next drill? What's the next thing we have to do at practice? Because you add all that shit up and all of a sudden you start winning the war. So now in the game, I said, don't worry about the score. Just worry about the next play. Win that battle. If Whatever you have to do, you know, to do your job on the play, just do it. And so if everyone does that correctly, miraculously, you start winning more games. You know, granted, sometimes it doesn't always work out in your favor, and I'm okay with that. We lost to the state champions last year. I, you got nothing. To, you know, the, they were just a better team. It's just the way it goes. I mean, fucking shit happens. Uh, so – uh, this, the losses that sting aren't the losses that you maybe uh, were to a better team or anything like that. It's it's when you don't give your greatest effort or when you know you could have won the battle better. Uh, okay. So there like you that. go. Uh,
0: so, you know, you said that in your free time you do a lot of reading. Like, do you have, like, a, the authors that you like?
1: Uh, James Elroy is the greatest author to ever live. So uh yeah there's no that's not even enough for a debate. So if someone says someone else you're like fucking loser. No. Just... <laughs> uh yeah he's he's the best. I, I well I mostly read like mystery stuff stuff like that. Okay. Stuff that uh like I don't I w- I don't want to know how the uh book ends. And okay. uh I don't I was an English major. So I've read all the fucking bullshit and I just want to read for pleasure. Okay. Uh, It'd be kind of like when you're playing football, for example, when you train for football, you got to do a lot of the shit and train that just sucks, right? A lot of stuff I didn't want to do, but you have to do. Uh, Now I do whatever the fuck I want and I want to enjoy it. So when I was in college, I would read all these books. I didn't really give a fuck about. Yeah. Now I just read shit that I just don't care. I have no uh, I don't pretend to be an intellectual with my like, you know, I'm reading uh Proust now. It's like Okay. Uh, I'm just fuck I'll read uh some Jack Reacher novels. I'll be okay. I don't, <laughs> I don't okay. need to, I don't need to be doing uh <clears throat> spend a you know week with one sentence to figure out what the fuck he's trying to say. Yeah. I just does, doesn't does doesn't interest me anymore so okay. I like that yeah I like anyway that. I don't know I'm not it, I, I, I'm not smart enough to figure a lot of that stuff out and I would have to have some help and I just don't care about it so I'm happy to be happy to be a simpleton in some ways yeah but reading is a great thing man yeah you know they always told me to stop lifting weights and writing and reading you know it would lead me to nowhere fucking assholes <laughs> <laughs> fuck them. That's why you, again, <clears throat> I'm very cautious uh, with the advice that I get. And I've always been in my life because it's almost always wrong. And okay. uh, <clears throat> it's, yeah. Because yeah, people always have a, I, I'm not saying they I should say, when people seem to offer their advice, there's it's almost always wrong because it's coming from a fucked up worldview. First of all, who the fuck gives advice that's not asked for? Uh but I think if I, when I always followed my heart and my stomach a little bit, I've always been okay. Um, so I didn't know how I was going to get to where I am today. I just knew I could. And so, but if I listen to everyone, I'd just be in some fucking sales job and, you know, uh, being fat and miserable instead of living the life that I kind of really wanted to. Um, so, granted, it's taken a lot of work. Don't get me wrong.
0: Yeah, you got to put in the word. You got to show up. Oh, uh, fucking.
1: People don't see all the shit behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, I live for years making less than $800 a month. That's not easy. Uh, So yeah, for four years, five years, it's fucking miserable, man.
0: Yeah. Especially (laughs) depending on where you live, like fucking sometimes rent is just
1: 700. Yeah. That's when you start, uh, that's when you start turning tricks, you know? <laughs> going down to the uh you know being a lot lizard down at the uh <laughs> I'm just joking
0: yeah <laughs> uh, so I know you said that you you know don't like taking advice uh do you like have three pieces of advice that you like to give
1: well see so you 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 asked for it, that's different when people just offer their advice, you're like, yeah hey. yeah, uh Boy, I don't even know. <clears throat> I, I, I would, It's you know, I don't know who's going to be watching this. You know, for married couples, I'd say that, how about this? Just live below your means. Is probably the number one thing. Uh, because when you're in debt in any way, shape or form, uh, you're a slave to your job. You're a slave to your boss. You're a slave to money. And uh, I'm not saying I'm, I'm haven't been in debt before but it's fucking shitty uh that would be you know in, in something of modern time i think that's a huge thing so if you can you know somehow live a little simpler um save your money find a better job or whatever you have to do uh because the worst thing is is now you're just <clears throat> going to work to feed the uh the the debt demon so to speak i guess that's a horrible yeah. fucking name so uh And the other thing I would tell people is uh, happiness is not easily earned. You know, people always say they want to be happy and they want to be content. It fucking sucks getting there, man. You have to make a lot of sacrifices. There's a lot of time spent uh, being miserable, trying to get to certain places. Um, So that would be uh, another piece of advice is, I don't know, I, I, I would assume most people want to be happy or they want to give the illusion that they want to be happy. Uh, my wife and I talk about this all the time, how much work it's taken us to be, con- I don't want to say we're content, but we're, where we need to be right now. And we're good with it. Um, and you know, in this industry that, you know, the fitness or however, I think the best advice i will give you is something that Dave Chappelle said is, you know, you have to be upfront about how much of your still you're willing to give. And, uh, so, you know, what are you willing to do? Uh, how far are you willing to, to, uh, to take it to succeed? And I don't mean that like, you know, how many hours you work it's, you know, are you willing to, to, you know, to be a social media junkie? And are you willing to let people in on your personal life all the time? You know, all this Are you willing to put your kids on Instagram all the time? Uh, Are you willing to show cleavage as a way of getting likes and followers? Um, Are you willing to put out a subpar product just to get money? And, you know, are you selling your, the names on your list to other people, stuff like that? You know, I think it's important that you set some ground rules. Um, So, and I, you know, the other thing is people will smell a, a training uh, phony, I think a mile away. Uh, So that's the other, you know, just make sure you're in this for the right reason, because it's some people can make a fairly good living, but I'm not rich at all. I just don't spend any money. (laughs) That's yeah. uh, So, and I, instead of having to whore myself out all the time, I just spend less money and just figure out how to, how to work with that. So, my privacy and my life at home and what I do is way more important than anything I do on the internet. And so as long as I have find a way to, to help people and do what I can uh, I'm okay. I don't need, I don't need to be immortal. I don't need, I don't need to be the toast of the town or anything like that. I just don't care. It's just not something I'm terribly, you know, I know. All I know is I'm fucking super excited that we're making a unified fucking training program in a goddamn school that no one else is doing. So we are doing good shit. And everyone else, you know, they can say what they want, man, but we're doing good work. So we're going to have a fucking army of a goddamn assassins out there. So, <laughs> you know, we're already getting transfers in from people. You know that.
0: Oh, fuck. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Fucking London, Ohio. <laughs> you couldn't even <laughs> fe- put it on a map. <laughs>
0: Shit. So, that's cool. Yeah. I fucking like my hometown's like 30,000 people. So I,
1: fuck. but he, here's the thing. This is what drives me fucking bananas is, uh, I hear a lot from people like, Hey, I wish we had a coach like you. Um, you know, and for the most part, people bo- live in bigger cities, obviously, because that's where all the fucking people are. And you're telling me that in a school of 3000 people, which may have a community of a hundred thousand or more, there's not one or two people that could fucking help out. That's bullshit. Right. Bullshit. So you, you know, uh, so I, I just find it kind of strange to me. Um, and then there's, you know, our, our next door neighbor here was a music teacher and she does free shit all the time for the, uh, the community for and their church and stuff like that for music. So, uh, you know, there's <clears throat> someone just needs to be leading the charge in some way. And, uh, as soon as you give the power back to the community and keep it keep it close, then uh, it becomes a. It just starts and I it starts manifesting. It's like a a good cancer. I see the parents doing shit that their kids are not even helping out with their stuff that their kids are not even involved in it here. So it's starting to grow, and that's what I am excited about. So I mean, I got no skin in the game. I don't have a kid in the school. So
0: you're just there to help. That's fucking
1: yeah. Awesome. So, but anyway, there you go. That's awesome. There you go. So what else?
0: Cool. Well, you know, I I definitely appreciate you taking the time. You know, I was 19 when I first started lifting. I just got a treatment for drug addiction and, like, trying to, like, find a new habit or something. And, like, (laughs) getting introduced to your program, like, it, it kept me focused and it kept me going. And, like, just I go in the gym. I have a plan. I go down. I do my workout and it just from, you know, basically living in my car to, you know, trying to find something different. Your program yeah. helped me so much in that aspect. So I wanted to thank you for that.
1: Well, you are uh, very welcome. I appreciate that. That's uh that's a fucking crazy story, man. And, uh, dude, I get it. You know, there's, uh, there's a lot of, people in and maybe not as drastic as you that kind of needed some guidance and i'm glad i gave it to them you know yeah. it gave me guidance and i it was in a completely different way obviously much less serious but yeah and uh you know how we talk about controlling what you can control <clears throat> that's something i can control i know exactly what i'm fucking doing there's no yeah. guesswork i wear the same fucking thing every single day I never even uh <laughs> I wear a black t-shirt and uh, either shorts or pants, black shoes, black socks, all the same. Everything's the same. And uh back in so I don't have to think about anything when I go into training, I just you know, I worry about my effort, not about what I'm doing, so I control it. There you uh, go. Because there's two like I said the the older you get and the more people you have in your life, the bigger your scope of of your draw, the more fucking chaos there is. So, you know, I try to contain that a little bit. That's awesome.
0: Um, before we go, uh, do you want to, uh, you know, is there like a website that people can go to or they go to Amazon, like buy your books or anything?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, we're all over Amazon. Uh, that's been a huge thing. Our website, we have a blog, um, and we have a massive website, not massive. We have a, very very nice and operative web store uh with tons of gear uh we update it frequently uh we have all new designs coming out basically every season all the books are on there um and
0: what's the website called That's
1: that's jimwendler.com so just my name.com uh i have facebook a couple facebook pages uh we keep so if you want to get updated on the blogs you can we also have a newsletter which only goes out once or twice a month, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe tw- two or three times a month, I should say. Uh, so we don't bombard people with stuff because I don't like being bombarded with stuff. Um, I have an Instagram page, which is just my name, I think, Jim Wendler. Uh, and uh, I occasionally do like a open Q&A on there so people can write in. Uh, because uh, I don't type very well, my answers are very short and direct, which makes me laugh because I. it's as much... Fun for me, as I think it is for people to read, because I fucking laugh half the time. It's like someone said, "What what advice would you give to a natural lifter?" I'm like, "Fucking take steroids," because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to type out nine thousand things. I got fat thumbs, and I'm, I, you know, I can't, you know, because the questions will come in. There'll be maybe six or seven hundred questions. I can't, you know, and I always preface shit like, right, like just don't ask me to write your fucking workout here because yeah. there's, you know, there's entire. You me to write, you know, 155 pages. <laughs> so, uh, so there's, you know, I do stuff like that. And so we got a shit ton of podcasts out. We are having a powerlifting meet that we're hosting now, the NOV meet in Topeka, Kansas. We're doing the Buffalo Bar as uh, the slightly cambered bar, uh, the standing press, the strict press and the trap bar deadlift. Uh, we have $7,000 of money given away. Uh, which is fucking huge, and uh, we have beer vendors. We have food carts coming. Um, I'm in charge of the music, so there's nothing. Uh, there's nothing going to be horrible playing there. So it's just gonna <laughs> be a good, you know. So I think, and then uh, we have a bunch of little uh, little things here and there. But it's exciting. It's awesome. Seven thousand bucks that you know, for a little meet uh, is pretty insane. So awesome. When uh, is that? That that's a good question. I want to say that is in July. I'll have to hey babe. Hold on one second. Hey, honey. Oh, my wife left. Yeah. I don't right. know. So, but yeah, you can we, we have it's all we have our own uh N N O V. So it looks like November meet. It's on Instagram. We can find it on my my uh blog and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, you can come and get tickets to watch. We have a shitload of people coming to watch. And, uh, so yeah, it's awesome, man. I'm very excited. Plus it's in Kansas. Uh, I love the Midwest. Uh, this is where I was born and raised. I've lived on both coasts. No, I've lived in the South. I lived on the West coast. I've lived in the mountains and I love the people here. They're good fucking people. Uh, <clears throat> I, you know, I travel all the time. You know I used to I don't travel as much as I, and uh these people will fucking reach you they'll hold the door open for you they'll say thank you, they'll look you in the eye, and they you know, according to the world, they might not be always you know Harvard graduates, but they're good fucking people and they're they're very appreciative of anything you, you do and and uh you know even the kids here that work at like the local fast food places they'll thank you. An honest thank you for coming. When was the last time you saw that?
0: Fuck, not very often.
1: Yeah, and uh, they're like, well, we really appreciate you coming out here, man. Thanks. Like, all right. Like, you know you know, you don't own this place, right? <laughs> so, That's uh, cool. That's yeah. cool. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's <clears throat> there's some good people out here. And then you go travel other places, and you're like, man, it's... <clears throat> even when we go into Columbus... Which is the nearest big city? It's a completely different attitude, and that's uh, yeah. sw- right. I refuse to go to Columbus anymore because the um, it's just uh, let's put it this way: I've never been, besides on the East Coast, never been seen such rude people. Um, really, r- rude workers, yeah, and I just got turned off. So uh, yeah, I get treat that. you like I- they treat you like shit, and I'm like, man, and I and I'm, I go out of my way to because I understand being in the service industry is fucking sucks because I wouldn't want to do it. That's the way I look at it. I'm like, I wouldn't want to do this job. And so I'm terribly polite. I never complain about anything, uh, but Holy shit, these people. So, you know, Columbus kind of lost my, uh, you know, I mean, obviously it's not everyone, but what's the point of driving all that way? Yeah. Just, you know, I'd rather just stay home with my wife and my family. So
0: uh, I live in Montana in a pretty oh. small community. <laughs> where, where at, I live in Helena. Okay. So the state capital.
1: Yeah. State capital. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and like, you know, like, like, so there's like 30,000 people here. Um, I lived in LA, I live in Las Vegas, I live in Spokane and it's completely different. Like here, you know, they're talking about like what you were talking about. I mean, people holding the door open saying thank you. But like, if you go to Bozeman, Bozeman, a bunch of Californians are coming in now. Uh, and it's, Nothing wrong with California's, but like, yeah, there is. Okay. <laughs> <Then, laughs> say it,
1: man. I'm not, obviously, I have some great friends that live in California, but they'll tell you the same thing. It's fucking horseshit. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know what? Like, like
0: they're just rude people. The state,
1: but- yeah, the state of California sent me a tax bill. Really? Yeah. And I wipe my ass with it. I mean, it's fucking paying you a fuck because, you know, they, <clears throat> yeah, they can go kiss my ass.
0: Okay. Yeah. Right. Like if the people that are moving up in that area, if they're fucking rude. They're, it used to be a small ski resort town with Big guy right up there. Right yeah. Nearby, and now it's just fucking, it's like a mini LA and I hate going to that town.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, you know, and, it, uh, so that's kind of, uh, I don't know. That's, I, that's the one thing I'm kind of worried about here. It's not going to happen for 30 years or so, but, the town right next to us. Now, when I say town next to us, it's probably very much like where you are. You're, you're probably more more so where the next town is a big distance away.
0: Yeah. yeah. Bozeman's an hour and a half to two
1: hours. Okay. Well, this is – so Columbus is about uh, 20 miles, okay? Okay. And I, to make a long story short, the next town over to Columbus built up, and then the next one is now building up, and then we're the next one. Gotcha. Okay, And so they're not done building up, but that's where all the new couples are going. That's where all the new houses are being built. So it's only about 20 or 30 years until that gets saturated that people come out here. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm worried because we have nothing but farmlands out here. We got good people. I don't want that fucking stink. And they're already starting to build more houses. And I just, you know, you want to preserve the dignity of a small town with the attitude. And as soon as your shitheads come, uh, their voice, you know, there's, think about this. How many people are in the United States? Like 350 million? Yeah. Million. 19 fucking people it took to pull off 9-11. 19 fucking people. It takes a very small amount to fucking ruin everything. Fuck. And uh, that, you know, that's why I always, you know, like it's only a few percentage. It's like, yeah, 19 people fucking brought, it, brought us to war. Yeah you know, killed thousands of people. And uh, yeah. so it's something to think about. That's why, uh, you know, we'll try and get this on a grassroots level, what we're doing. And then we just become uh, impenetrable. You know, you don't get to be part of it unless you adopt uh, solid, uh, good values of work and dedication. And uh, so anyway, but at the same time, brother, I got to worry about my family first. So as long as my kids are taken care of, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, it's a shame about Bozeman. I spent two weeks in Glacier National Park. Okay. When I was a kid. And I love, you know, it's a little different when you're a kid. Cause you know, when I was 16 years old, uh, I just want to hang out with girls and fucking yeah. lift weights. And uh, I was maybe even younger than that, but you know, still it was fucking beautiful. And uh, my parents always took us places. We we arrived in a motor home that was rented. <laughs> okay it was it wasn't like we uh you know uh stayed at the uh the greatest hotels or anything like that, so it was awesome though but we my parents always got us to go places it was just amazing you know the only it just the weather's fucking tough man you know, <laughs> yeah oh it shit. Fu- it's
0: April and it fucking snowed yesterday. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding uh, me? It's <laughs> April.
1: I so, had a guy. What's what? Is Saskatchewan right above you? Is that right?
0: Uh, I, I think so.
1: Yeah, I had a guy pick up a power rack and like a glued ham raise and a bench or something uh, from Saskatchewan and drove through Montana, drove all the way to come pick it up. And I told him, like, if you're going to come pick this shit up, you better have like a flatbed or like a, a U-Haul. He came with just a regular pickup truck. Oh, fuck. So uh, he just put the entire power rack that was – our. he didn't even break it down. Whoop, your phone's going there. Uh, sorry. The fu- oh. Anyway, to make a long story short, he drove from old Columbus, Ohio, around there, all the way to Saskatchewan with a power rack standing up in his truck bed. And, uh, yeah, I don't know why. I just have it sent. I fucking, you know, bite the charge on shipping. Fuck it. <laughs> Right.
0: <laughs> all right.
1: That's a boring story. All right. I'll let you get going here. I know you got shit to do. No, no so. you're
0: fine, man. I know. I, uh, I figured that you're a busy man too. I appreciate your time. It's yes, sir. You um, Here's yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Well, thank you again. Uh, did, Oh, did that microphone ever get in the mail?
1: Nope. Um, no mail. All
0: right. Well, use it, trash it, whatever. I don't know if it's any good or not. The one that okay. I want to send, uh, it said it wouldn't fit in your PO box, so I don't really understand that.
1: Yeah, I don't know because it, they would just hold it then.
0: Yeah, that. Fuck, but then the microphone right below it on Amazon, it got shipped. So
1: yeah, I don't know. We'll. Uh, I, it's a fucking small town, so yeah. I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, I'll. I'll we'll send it back to you.
0: It will, no, like it. You keep it, use it, whatever. Give it to someone. I don't really care. I'll,
1: I'll sing some death metal into it. I was
0: <laughs> right on, man. Well, thank you again. I
1: appreciate your time. Keep you are very it. welcome.
0: Thank you. Thank,
1: thank you. Have a great day, okay, brother? Yeah, yeah you too, man. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Oops. Oh, how do you turn this thing?